Welcome to Revelation Warning, a weekly podcast hosted by Pastor Robert Thibodeau as he interviews prophecy experts from around the world as we discuss current events in relation to Bible prophecy. All of this is to give the world a final Revelation Warning. Now, here is your host with this week's guest, Pastor Robert Thibodeau. Hello, everyone, everywhere. Pastor Robert Thibodeau here. Welcome to the Revelation Warning Podcast. We are so blessed that you're joining us here today. We're back today with our good friend, Tom Donnan. Every time Tom comes on, we talk about end time events as compared to current events that you see in the news. I mean, we see the correlations. We see them happening live right in front of our very eyes. But the question is, is anyone listening? That's the million-dollar question today. Well, to get into this topic, help me welcome back to the program our good friend, Tom Dunn. And Tom, thanks for coming back on and sharing with us your insights into what we see happening in the news and the world around us as we're being led more or less by the collar right into the end times. I appreciate you coming back on. Well, Pastor Bob, thanks for having me. You know, we always have a good time when we have these conversations. You know, the thing is, is that what we try to do is, is to have people be aware of what's going on around us, because we want them to then focus their hearts, their minds, their spirits upon the Lord. As it says in scripture, if we lift up Jesus, he will draw all men unto him. And that's the focus that we Amen. try to do is to uh, let people see, hey, what's going on and what direction are we moving in and how is it changing our lives, affecting our lives or about to affect our lives? Yeah. And that is the scary thing. You know, I've had, I've been having a hard time getting ready. You know, I canceled once uh, with you and I haven't done that before. Mm -hmm. And the reason is, is, is that I'm just so overwhelmed. Yeah. We talked about acceleration. I, I'm shocked. Yeah. Things are accelerating so fast. You can't even keep up with it because you got one issue over here that you, you think to yourself, oh man, this is, this is really hard and devastating. And at the same time, two other categories pop up that are just as intense you know, and it's like my mind is overwhelmed with all the change that is going on and it's hard to process it. Now, sometimes I get a little discouraged because of what I see happening. But at the same time, I'm watching these YouTubes and videos of, of spiritual greats, let's say. Mm -hmm. And they're talking about the advent of the move of God that we are we have been anticipating for some time, you know, and we want to see happen because we need the the Holy Spirit to be in the hearts and souls of a lot of people because then they have the goodness of God in them. You know, yeah. when they have the goodness of God in them, then it helps to see, you know, change their minds and their perspective. Their eyes are open, their ears are open, you know, and then they realize, oh, gee, where are we in the timeline? And that's what you and I talk about all the time. Yeah. Amen. Where are we in the timeline? That's right. Amen. And the word we use is convergence. All these things wow. and the Bible said, this will happen and this will happen and this will happen and this will happen. And we've seen, you know, there's been earthquakes and volcanoes and all that stuff, you know, time in the millenniums, you know, but they're all happening the same time now. You know, it used to be, oh, wars. Okay. And disasters. Okay. And economic problems. Okay. But they're just bam, 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 bam. Uh -huh. it's, it's you know one after another. It's like a machine gun. Instead of instead of sniper dealing with sniper rifles, you're dealing with machine gun nests now. You know, and uh, it's 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 huge. You know, but that takes us back to the whole focus of all this is to lead people to the throne of grace and mercy. And you know, sometimes people wonder, you know, well, you know, is it is it really going to matter? 
doesn't matter at all. But you have a story. You shared with me a unique story about a guy named Harry T and how one decision he made changed his entire family heritage. Will you explain that for us? All right. So it, being a writer, you know, the thing is, is that uh, um, and, and an author is to influence people, right? Okay. Now, surprisingly, how seldom uh, authors will get a note back from somebody who has read their book. So you really don't know. Yeah, right. So this is kind of like a victory, you know? And the thing is, is that when I first got uh, my shipment, shipment, uh, I'm getting tongue tied now, shipment of books is that I sent a, a whole box of books down to Southern Illinois uh, to a friend, Pastor Marvin, and he had distributed it throughout his area in the Fairfield, Illinois. He was there at the time he's moved on. And so, um, and one of the books got into a hand, hands of a man named Harry T, I'm going to call him. His first name is Harry and his last name starts with T. And so he had read the book. And the reason is, is that healing the nation we're talking about. And uh, the Lord had showed me in 2010, he brought me into the future. Now that can stir up a lot of stuff right there when you say God brought you to the future. But it was so devastating. My life has been turned upside down. My focus is trying to prevent the things that I saw and lived from happening. And that's where... You know, we get to like today, we're talking about having these conversations because I want to see the, the things that I experienced be averted to a godly decision. So here's where the victory is. This man, Harry, he had gotten a copy of the book. And when he went through the book, he had seen that the, there was evidence that the Holy Spirit was with the message. And he got to the point where he was reading the stories about the devastation that is coming and uh, how America is going to be uh, invaded. No, uh, the elitists take over. There's an invasion, two different major sources that take place. Uh, the Lord had showed me so many different things in 2010. It was very traumatic. So, but Harry had read the book and he was so impacted that he decided he needed to have a change of his life because he was backslidden, right? So here in his community, he's driving around trying to find a church that's open on a Wednesday, right? For a Wednesday night service. Yeah. So I have no idea how long Harry drove around, but what happened is that he found one and he went in there and they had a prayer group meeting going on and he pleaded with them. I need to have prayer. I need to repent of my life. I need to have this so that he then can change the destiny that he was on. His, his life was moving in the wrong direction, yeah. you know? Amen. Yeah. And he had prayed and God met him and met him so much that his life was turned around. And I actually met him um, probably about two or three years later at a conference down in Southern Illinois. And uh, the guy is just like beaming because he became a supernatural life. You know, he's flowing in the stuff that's going on. And now I I'm going to put a caveat in here. You see, when we live for Jesus Christ, we love him and we want to serve him. Right. But in doing the service, there are unintended uh, rewards that come, you see. So when we have that love and with service, that, then we are putting in a bank account in heaven. So what happens is that um, Harry has now got 10 years of a bank account because he has been living the life, serving the Lord, and he has um, turned his life towards ministry, you know, just reaching out to other people. So uh, probably about two years afterwards, I was in Fairfield, Illinois with Pastor Phil, and we were down there ministering, and there was this young woman that was having dreams and visions. She was probably in her late teens, early 20s, and she didn't uh, have a good understanding, so people connected me with her, and I started to 
give her just a little bit of help. Once I gave her a little bit of help, man, she was off and running. Right. Oh, man. Yeah. I was stunned about six months later. I found out it's Harry's granddaughter. Amen. It's Harry's Amen. granddaughter. Right. And then I also found out that he has a grandson that was, I think, I think he said that he was playing the drums in church uh, for the service. And you see what happened is that it affected his family. You know, salvation came to him and his household. And then they right. are now walking in this heritage. And it was absolutely amazing, the transformation. This is like a success story. Yeah, and it's a very, very exciting to see that happen. Amen. So now with Pastor Marvin, his wife, Connie, and I have talked on a number of occasions. And she, too, had been brought to the future to where she had seen an invasion taking place. Mm. And when that uh, hit her, you know, that's, again, is life-changing. So there was a connection there. And I think what happened is that because we have had this blessing from the Lord, um, there was a, a, a relationship, a friendship forged because of that. So with Pastor Marvin and Harry T, uh, there was an influence that took place, and that's part of the reward of being the author. Yeah, amen. And like I said, it's not often that you get feedback like that uh, on a book. I mean, it, it, you know, I remember talking with uh, Mike Pence when he was just a congressman and uh talking with him and he said that you know i asked him a question about do you know you guys actually does when someone reaches out to your office about a certain issue does that really impact how you vote he goes oh absolutely he said if, if the statistics have proven that only one in about five thousand constituents will actually reach out about a, a subject and they said, if we get, you know, massive amounts of contacts about a certain bill, that definitely influences. Because if we get, say, 100 of those, that represents 50,000 people. Oh. And uh, he says, so 500,000 people, I guess would be 100. But he said, it definitely impacts uh, what, what they Great. look at on how they're, how they're going to vote. So, so this is, a, you know, when you get one person out of all the copies that you sold, reach out, that means that book is imp impactful. And that's awesome. That is awesome. But let me ask you this. You know, in the days of Noah, as he was building the ark, he was sharing what was going to happen, what the Lord had told him was going to happen, even though it hadn't happened yet. Nobody believed him. They were probably mocking him, making fun of him, until the rain started. And then suddenly everybody started paying attention, but it was too late then. And it kind of reminds me of uh, the story Jesus told about the wedding parables, you know, the, the, the 10 virgins, they said they were supposed to stay awake, but the Bible says all were sleeping. The only difference, though, was the wise maidens had their lamps filled with oil and they were ready. The others were not. And the ones that were not were not allowed in to enter the feast in the end. Right. But they were all asleep, even the ones who were prepared. And that's kind of how we are as a nation today. I mean, we have the Christians and those unbelievers, but really everybody is asleep at the wheel right now almost. And, and you know, thank God the ones that are prepared are prepared, but they should have been just like those wise virgins. They should have been sharing, hey, you know, you guys need to go get some oil. If you, you don't have oil, you got to go get some because pretty soon he's coming, you know. And I don't think that's happening today in the church, but the question is, that we started this broadcast with today is, Anyone listening today? I'll, I'll let you take it from there. It's kind of uh, uh, disturbing, to say the least. So, and it, it doesn't help the fact that I've had numerous dreams over, let's say, the last six months 
and the dreams are is, is that I'm trying to move in the spiritual realm to, to correct a problem, right? So that the, the function of moving higher and lower in the spiritual realm can operate. And as I, I am trying to fix the problem, I have somebody who is there assisting me and I'm saying, okay, a little bit higher, a little bit lower. And then I go feet, if not, you know, 10 feet higher, you know, and I'm thinking, stop, stop. I'm telling the person, stop, stop, right? And they don't stop. And so this is the type of dream that I have in a variety of different ways. And the thing is, is that the question comes, is anybody listening, right? And, and really, when you look at it, no, there's not a whole lot of listening going on. Just like in the days of Noah, is that it's not, it wasn't impacting them until the rain started to get like waist deep. You know, there, people were thinking, you know, now it's getting serious and that their lives were in jeopardy. And so that's the frustrating part is, is that you have a message that you're trying to warn people. We don't want to see, we don't want to see people suffering. We want to see them prepared and not be caught off guard. I don't know how successful you and I have been over the last couple of years uh, to have this take place. But now it's getting to the point where um, I'm so frustrated because I, I don't see people listening. And part of that is I've had this discussion with some people at the, uh, we're just talking about being at the warehouse at uh, Morningstar Mission. And um, I've been having this conversation over there about um, the thing about having people uh, listen. You know? and, and the thing is, is trying to, to reach people, but you see, I'm like an Amos, right? Okay, so God gave me a platform through being an author, right? But I'm like an Amos where you go to people, they want credentials. You know, do you got a degree? Do you have a you know, master's degree, PhD? You, you got this. And if you don't have it, people discount you right away because you're not, you know, uh, knowledgeable or an expert. And so, but I do have 40 years of experience with the Lord. Yeah. You know? Amen. And in those experiences, it really comes beneficial. When I am on Need Him Ministries, I just had a man the other day, you wouldn't believe this. He came in from India and he wanted to, to be saved, but he said, I want to convert. And it took about 10 minutes to get him to see, no, this isn't about converting from one religion to another. It's about a relationship. And then he's like saying, let's do this. Let's do this. So I led him through the prayer of salvation and, um, and then a, a couple other prayers. And then I asked him, I said, did you feel the Holy Spirit when you prayed these prayers? And he goes, yes. He says, I got like goosebumps. I feel power. You know, and it's like, okay, what's going on here now? This is not the normal conversation, right? So after about an hour of this, I finally asked him, I said, did Jesus appear to you in a dream, right? And now this guy is like knocked out of his chair. Uh, yes, he did. And this is what started this whole thing. You see, he, God sovereignly appeared to him in a manifest dream, which then started him on this path by which he had to solve this problem, right? Amen. And so Amen. now... He is like a thirsty sponge. He's got this spiritual life blowing into him from this guy that's on the other side of the world, you know, and he is just absorbing it up. And then it's just like Jesus saying, there's not many things that happen in Nazareth because I came, you know, I came from that area. Yeah. And so uh, right around here, I get a little frustrated because I'm just a regular guy. I'm like Amos. And then uh, it, it does, I would just say, frustrate me a little bit because I got stuff I want to share. But it comes back to this thing. If I'm not an expert, people just say, well, you know, he's just another guy. And I don't, without the manifestation or the uh, demonstration of the Lord, without that credibility, uh, it doesn't really go too far. 
So I don't know how to explain that, but that's something that's been going on that I've been thinking about. And is anybody listening? That's my question, right? That's what we're talking about. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. It is so cool when, you know, like I'll get feedback on YouTube or something from, uh, you know, cause I, every Sunday, my broadcast is live streamed on evangelism radio, YouTube, LinkedIn, face two different platforms of Facebook and, and all that. And whenever I get comments on like, wow, that was really good or something like that. Again, I go back to what Mike Pence said, you know, I, I don't know how many people got to see it. You know, you look at the views and all that, you know, maybe a hundred people watched the video, but one person just left a comment, you know, it's like, yeah. praise the Lord. You know, <laughs> It's so good when, when they do feedback, but then, you know, you get the, the ones who discredit you, you know, at the same time and, and all you can do is pray for them. I mean, you know, they're not going to dissuade me from what I'm saying. They're not going to dissuade me from what I believe and what I'm preaching because all I'm doing is sharing the word. And, you know, 2023, as I, I, I try and stick with a theme all year. I mean, you're only talking 52 messages, you know, but because uh, it's my Sunday morning broadcast. So, you know, about September, October, I start really praying hard about what the next year is the what I'm going to focus on, you know, Holy Spirit on healings or whatever. And this year was end times, you know, and that's every Sunday we've been preaching about the end times. And, and a lot of a lot of the material comes from our discussions. So, <laughs> but uh, but you know it, it's you know it, it's not being well. What's the word, Lord? Uh, it's not the feel good messages that people want. You know, this is the one like get ready. You know, like you just got to talk about the invasion. You know, we discussed that invasion, the coming invasion, and we see it. We see the elements behind it. We've been talking about this for a couple of years now, and now suddenly it's starting to line up. You know, I mean, it's 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 you know it it's about to happen. Matter of fact, Glenn Beck uh, had a video recently where he discussed warnings that America has received but ignored. Can you talk about that video for us a little bit? You know, okay, so it's one of his most i would say unique in his expressions and the reason is is because he's speechless he's having a hard time uh, saying the words he's got gaps he's got 10 15 second gaps between his words because he he just doesn't know what to say anymore i mean his heart is bleeding it's bleeding because he's been trying to reach people trying to get them prepared and the hope really is is that if we could really touch and there'd be a, a sweep of a movement maybe we could change the outcome that's the whole point you know and it gets to the finally down to about the nine minute mark maybe the nine and uh nine and a half minute mark then finally he starts picking up his conversation but he's distraught he's distraught because there's no holding back what's coming out yeah. i can't see anything holding it back and it's so close it's right at the door that um and some people are already in this but it's going to affect all of our lives. And there may be some time to still prepare. No, but yet when you look what's going on in the Middle East and you see Israel under attack now from yeah. three different sides, yep. you have yep. arms that are being sent in different directions. You have, um, there was a, a YouTube that I was watching. This was an older one where a, a Russian submarine had surfaced off the, off the side of an aircraft carrier. 
they didn't even know it was there, mm. right? Yeah, yeah. You know, they have technology that they that we haven't been able to pick up on how to track them. And so that is like really scary. And so the, the how would you say it? Uh, the nuclear peace treaty that uh, Putin said that, okay, we're not, we're, we're coming out of that now, yeah. you know? And so the escalation of doomsday clock continued to get closer to midnight, you know? And then it's the dollar. The dollar is on the verge of collapsing. Oh, yeah. We talked about yeah. zombie banks a couple of years ago, yeah. no? Yeah. And now they're starting to have serious trouble and starting to fold under pressure. Yeah, amen. I mean, since we talked last time, there have been some major things happening, and the most notable is the recent banking collapse. I mean, you know, share with us some information on this banking crisis and how that's going to lead to another housing crisis. Well, okay, so. But before you get into that, let me. Well, yeah. No, go ahead. Go ahead. You go ahead first. <laughs> I, I okay. want to ask another question after we get done. So. All right. Well, all right. So when I was young whippersnapper, um, my friends were into the stock market and I threw myself into learning about how the stock market worked. Well, the way that it does work and function freely is not how it works today, right? It's completely manipulated. And so the thing is, is that they have leverage, right? They usually have a 10 to one leverage where if you have you know, $100,000 in savings or people contribute to it, that means that you can then uh, lend out a million dollars, right? Well, that's that leveraging. Well, the leveraging uh, is supposed to have common sense to it, right? But when they start leveraging like uh, 100%, right? Well, then what do they do when they have the interest rate being affected? The interest rate means that it changes that whole dynamic. And so then they have to have, in order to stay solvent, they need to have a certain amount of money in the bank. So what did the government do? They opened up a counter by which if you needed money overnight, we're going to lend you the money overnight. It's not supposed to happen that way. Well, they were only going to do it for a couple of days. Well, now it's been a couple of years. Yeah. And now it's totally out of sight, right? To where the liquidity is not there, right? And they don't have the money to back it up. And that's what happens is that now they become insolvent and people start wanting their money and now they have to sell assets. The problem with selling the assets is, is they're only getting a certain amount of money on the dollar, yeah. right? Amen. So if they're hoping for, you know, 100 cents on a dollar, they have to sell this really fast and they're only getting 75 cents on the dollar. So now they don't have the assets and then they become insolvent and then they have to close the doors. Yeah. Right. So as the interest rates on these different things are going up, the uh, office space, office buildings are taking a huge hit right now. You now, as I've been listening to them over the last couple of days in the in the YouTubes, and um, and so now that is starting to crash. Now, as those crash, those banks that are connected to it are now becoming insolvent, right? And now it's spreading into the housing markets to where, um, you remember the Fannie Mae, Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac debacle, just lend it to everybody. We don't yep. care if they can pay it back, right? Yeah. And then bam, it sank, yep. right? So now we're at the same place where in the housing market that there are risky loans that they're trying to bundle and sell them to people because they don't want to absorb the risk if it goes bad. And we're on the verge of having evictions and, and uh, mass sell-offs of homes, um, not in Florida though. I was just talking to my friend down there in Florida. They're building like crazy because everybody seems to want to live in Florida because I consider it to be the free state, right? Yeah, yeah. Right. So as this, you know, what do they what do they call that? Um, when you take out, uh, all, well, I don't want to go down that rabbit trail. 
But the thing is, is that the banks are interconnected. So as one starts to uh, falter, then others start to falter. And did they make risky investments? That's the question. Yeah. Amen. Amen. I seen a news report just a day or so ago that discussed also how banks are now losing money on the mortgage loans because a lot of loans were locked in at that two, 3% interest rate. Ours is yeah. right. And the bank's expenses are now exceeding the interest income from the loans. So they're losing yeah. money on every single one of them now. And, and this is going to affect the housing crisis. Uh, and, you know, I mean, is the house, if there was another housing crisis and there will be, I mean, that's what all the experts are saying right now. It's on the, is this going to, are we on the verge of killing what remains of our economy because of the housing crisis? Oh, all right. So, you know, I just had somebody say it in, in a way the other day, probably yesterday, that we have grown up with our currency being the world reserve currency, right? So we don't know anything else. So when, when we are having, uh, that comes back to the YouTube that I saw years ago from Pastor Shane Warren, where he had an open eyed vision and it, and in his vision, he saw a hurricane and what was in the hurricane were dollar bills, right? They were just blow, uh, blown in the wind. All right. So that was a warning. Now we're on the verge of that because yeah. as OPEC has cut back on oil production and is now buying and selling oil, not using the petrodollar, right. the reserve status, the reserve world status uh, for our currency is now slipping out from underneath us. And when that takes place, then we will be able to buy and sell goods within our country. But in the world market, we're going to have to change our dollars into somebody else's currency in order to buy goods. And that's a huge thing. Yep. And so we're going to have we're seeing that erosion taking place. And of course, it's going to hit our pensions. It's going to hit our savings accounts. Um, the government's probably going to get involved because governments need to survive. And if they become at risk, what are they going to do? And who's going yeah. who knows what that will be? Yeah, amen. I mean, China and Brazil struck that agreement, stopped trading in the U.S. dollar and to trade with the Chinese yuan. Brazil is just, I just seen this day or so ago, is now the latest country to strike that same kind of deal. Saudi Arabia has also had a deal like that with them. So, I mean, yeah. you know, and Mark Moss has a great video on this that, that talks about us losing our dollars reserve status. I mean, yeah, uh, and, and like you said, just last week, OPEC announced over one million barrels per day being cut on oil, which is going to yeah. raise gas prices. That some I've seen some uh, news experts on this uh, that said gas price probably double in the summer because you know we got that the requirement for the summer uh, fuel, you know that special grade that they have to create for summertime, and uh, okay. you know that. That shuts down production while they shift over to that, and it costs more to make and all that. Plus, you know, despite Joe Biden's, you know, best efforts of kissing the feet of Saudi Arabia, they're like, nope, we're still cutting oil, you know. And uh, but they refuse to, you know, use the oil we have here. They don't want to drill because of all the environment. You got an election coming in a couple of years. They don't want to be increasing oil production here. So we're just going to face double the cost of gasoline uh, here in the next few months. But uh, that's yes. And like you said, all that leads us back to the question. Is anyone listening? 
Yeah. It, seems, it seems as if nobody even cares one way or another until they are the ones being impacted. Yeah. And when, when yeah. they are the ones that feel the pain, then, and usually only then, do yeah. they begin to, to care. Do you see that as well? Well, the, a thought that popped into my mind is uh, having diversity in finances. And one of those things that comes up is about uh, gold and silver. Right. And so the, there's a lot of conversations, you know, and Mark Moss talks about that, as well as other financial analysts. And so the thing is, is uh, they have seen in the last seven years, maybe uh, the price of gold is is gone up like uh, doubled, you know, from a thousand to two thousand and silver has doubled from twelve to twenty five. But now here is the thing. There is a, a purchasing price that's called overspot. Right. So you have a spot price, let's say uh, for silver, the spot price is now $25. So you want to buy an ounce, right? So you want to buy like a, an American silver eagle, right? So you have the overspot price. Well, the overspot price can be six, seven, eight, nine dollars So you have a $25 one uh, ounce of uh, silver, and now you're paying $35 for it and just to just to have it. Right. Because the um, quantities are being gobbled up yeah. and the there's a shortage now of actual um, silver coins and uh, gold coins. And so people that's the realization. OK, now people are starting to realize, uh, oh, all right, this is not good. And they're starting to buy at the inflated prices because they want to transfer from fiat currency into something that is solid. Well, so we're starting to see some of that take place. But I always think back of Psalms 109, where you read in there where when people get down to the bottom of themselves, right, in their pain, then they cry out to God. And we're seeing some of that now, not a whole lot. But then it comes back to that, uh, the experience that the Lord allowed me to have on February 26th in 22, where uh, he showed me three parts of the financial breakup. And the first part was, is that um, the, the solid ground, financial solid ground started to break up. And that's when gas prices really shot up. And it's the same day that the uh, Russia invaded the Ukraine, right? And so they're they're connected together. Getting into this war, getting into the conflict uh, is part of the contrib contributing yeah. factor. Yeah. So the first thing was that the financial ground was breaking up. And then the second thing was the mortgages uh, sunk into the ground, right? It was a, a collapse. And we're seeing that take we're place now. Yep. Amen. The third one was more of a mystery because I was in a, a building which illustrates like a universalism, you know, like a, the world, let's say, and a huge shockwave hit this foundation. I was protected by the foundation that I was inside of. Now, that gets back to where you and I have been trying to get people on the strong foundation of Jesus Christ for a long time, right? But when I came above ground, what happened is that uh, people were buying goods, they were trying to buy goods and it looked like the cash registers were open because the electricity was off. And uh, um, and they were just trying to, everything was being flying off the shelves, right? And there was mass chaos. And that's when I heard the Lord say, it's time to separate yourself. Just like we did during COVID, you know, where we stayed by ourselves and in, in our homes to, to try to limit stuff. Well, the, the chaos that's coming because of some kind of calamity that's gonna take place, most likely in the financial part, is that we're going to have a shockwave and it's going to affect everyone, yeah. right? So I've been I've been asking the Lord, uh, you know, what's beyond this? I like to know what's coming down in the future Amen. beyond these things. So I'll hold on, right? We'll hold on. 
we'll get through this. And I think I have seen something where we kind of like get back to normal life. So, did we get back to normal life after COVID? No, it's, no. it's changed. Life has yeah. changed, right? right? So whatever this shockwave is, we're going to have another massive change and it's going to affect people's lives. Mm -hmm. And that's the devastating part. But we know the answer. Jesus right. Christ is the answer. Amen. No, right. because he can do stuff. He, he can make something out of nothing. Loaves and fishes, right? Amen. Feed right. 5,000. And that's why we're, we're so encouraged by uh, his ability to take care of us. Mm -hmm. Amen. You know, you mentioned a second ago, gold and silver. But what happens when the government outlaws the individual possession of gold and silver? You know, they did that a long time ago. I can't remember exactly when, but there was in the not too recent past. I mean, it was you know, maybe 75, 80 years ago, maybe 100 years ago tops. I can't remember my exact history lesson on that, but I do remember it where they said, you can't possess it. Turn it all in. We'll give you this currency, you know, backed by the full faith and credit of the United States government. You know, and, and, you know, the government's now considering even transitioning from the physical dollar currency to this digital currency, forcing everyone to go use it because that way they can track where you're spending. your So the money you're, you've been withdrawing from the banks because of the banking crisis, get your money out of the banks, put it under the mattress, inside the mattress or in the yeah. pillowcases or whatever. It's going to be useless too. You know, what no. do we do that? What do we do that? Yeah. All right. So there is a new thing that has come up, something about a, a Fed dollar or some kind of Fed currency that they're they're kind of like softening the transition from going from fiat currency to digital currency. Yep. And I was shocked. I didn't even notice this was uh, plausible. Right. And so uh, I think it's to soften the direction of going in there. I think to myself, how fast is this going to happen? I, I think, Lord, please slow this down. Otherwise, it could be, you know, like next year, the rapture could be taking place. I tell people all the time, are you rapture ready? You know, and so uh, I had a dream from um, a relative and the dream from the relative. Um, now, this is it's the symbolism that I finally connected in this dream was a message from someone to say, my family's not ready, Tom. You need to be praying for them. Right. And that we talked about how important prayer is. And I didn't realize to the extent of how important our prayers are, because we're about to see calamity take place. And we need prayer banks for the people that are going to be impacted by the calamity. Mm -hmm. And this is where I've been focusing on that. But we need to be rapture ready. That's that extra oil you alluded to before. And so as the calamities are taking place, we need to be able to have that focus transition onto the Lord so that he can provide for us. Because who knows what's going to work and what's not going to work. But Jesus Christ always works. Yeah. Amen. Amen. That is so true. You know, and there is a, such a huge divide in this country right now. You know, it used to be left versus right, Republican versus Democrat, conservative versus liberal, but now it goes a lot deeper than that. I mean, it just seems like both sides of the aisle and politics have depraved minds. I mean, they don't want to get along. They don't want to stand for what's right. They are fighting only over power. Power to control the lives of the people they're supposed to represent. They're fighting over who's going to take control over the population of the United States. Control and power, that's what it's all about. And it's not just about politics. It goes a lot deeper than that. This is a spiritual deception that we've been warning about. You know, the depravity is 
is being initiated by Satan and his forces right now in the halls of government. And the main problem is people are falling for the trick. You know, instead of fighting this as a fight of faith, they're trying to fight it as a political fight, an intellectual fight, where in actually both sides are, are actually fighting against the same thing, which is faith in Christ. Yeah. I mean, one side may be more depraved than the other, but neither side's on the side of faith. I mean, how do you see this? Oh. All right. I wasn't expecting that curve there. You threw me a curve. I know. Usually no. it's you that throws it, but I got <laughs> one in today. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. All right. So I think that there's a lot of diversion that's going on, a lot of deception. And the reason is, is, is that they're saying, look over here and what's going on in this over here, because it's only a small segment of the population that it's got all this control and and seems like power right now. When over here, everything is, you know, the dollar is being destroyed and nobody's saying, hey, you need, to be, you need to be concerned over here. It's like, okay, what's important is being diverted by the uh, cultural, uh, cultural um, uh, upheaval, right? Right. So keep us focused over here, but over here, it's kind of like falling apart. Uh, just recently in, in recent years, they, there has been talk about well, we need to break America down so that we can rebuild it into what it needs to be. <laughs> We're watching America being broken down, okay? We're watching the demise of our country right in front of our eyes. And so where is the faith? I think they've done a very good job of having people be deceived that faith is not an option. Yeah. Isn't that something? Yeah. That this is where, okay, so Asbury, you know, in the um, uh, universities where the Holy Spirit's been showing up, I mean, that is a godsend right there. And then the movie, the movie, uh, The Jesus Revolution has been impacting things. And now there's another movie coming out that's called uh, uh, Come Out in the Name of Jesus. It's a, a deliverance movie. And God is gearing up for this. Now, I was just listening to Perry Stone on a message. And, and he was talking about just before there is going to be serious consequences where people die, the, like during the Civil War, there was a move of God that touched a lot of people because there was going to be people that were going to be dying, right? And so I'm thinking, okay, Lord, is this the end time harvest? Like we see with that young man, he was 23. He winds up calling me grandpa, right? <laughs> he winds up calling me grandpa at the end of that conversation. And uh, God had moved into his life so that he could um, uh, now start to have that relationship. His faith has jumped off the scale because God intervened with him in a manifest way. We don't have a manifest God in our country. Exactly. No. So how can you have faith? Faith comes by the testimony of your word. But if you're not an expert, then it doesn't mean anything. Yeah. No. And so that becomes where the frustration comes in is because we have testimonies. And in that testimonies, it collaborates with the seed of the word of God. Right. You take the testimony, you take the seed of God, you, you put the word of God together and then you you activate your faith. And it's like turning on a light bulb, you know, like a switch for a light bulb, you know, and trying to get that taking place. And so um, uh, it's a quagmire, really. Yeah, it's, it it's, you just try to do your best. And that's where the frustration comes in, because is anybody listening? Exactly. It seems like they only want to listen to um, the PC. I mean, the. Um, uh, correct. Experts. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Amen. Amen. I'm about to lose my computer here. I got to plug oh. in my, I'm going to disappear for a second. I got to plug in my, my computer. It's about to die. Not a problem. Praise the Lord. Yeah. That's one thing about technology. You got to keep up with the electric grid. 
Yeah, that's another whole issue. Yeah, maybe we'll get into no. that next time because Tom, we're about out of time. This has all been so fascinating, and, and as once again, you get us thinking about some things that are clearly told to us in the Bible, but we see happening all around us. And if someone wanted to get in touch with you to ask a question or maybe do an interview like this, how can they do that? How can someone get in touch with you? My email address is healingthenation1776 at gmail.com. And I am on Facebook, Tom Donnett. Amen. Amen. I'll put links that in the show notes below. Folks, as usual, Tom Donnett has brought us face-to-face -face with some things that should not be happening, but are. Some things that we should have been praying against, but did not. Some things that we should have spiritual authority over, but haven't walked it out by faith. It's time for us to repent personally and collectively, individually and as a nation. Thomas, someone listening today has had the realization that they need Jesus in their life, just like that woman you told us about earlier. Can you lead them to Jesus and, and take, take them to the throne and and help them take that first initial step to get their life back on the straight and narrow path. What an honor. Thank you very much. So let's pray. Let's pray to receive Jesus into our hearts and our lives. Dear Father God, I want to thank you for your son Jesus and the work that he did on the cross. By shedding his blood and dying, he paid the price for the sins of humanity. I want to tell you, Father, that I am a sinner and I need to be saved. I am sorry for the pain my sins have caused you, has caused Jesus. I am sorry. Please forgive me. Yeah. Now, Jesus, I invite you to come into my heart. I invite you to come into my life, and I want to live for you. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Folks, if you pray that prayer, drop down the show notes and click the links right there. Reach out to Tom Don. And I mean, it serves as you heard a source of encouragement when we hear testimonies of, of the broadcast like this that has helped someone. And email me as well, brotherbob at ftfm.org, because I want to rejoice with you too. Praise God. Tom, thank you again for taking the time to come back on the program today, brother. I do appreciate it. Thank you very much. We always have fun. Oh, and man. I hope to come back soon. Amen. I have a feeling you will. <laughs> praise god folks that's all the time we have for today uh, for tom Dye, myself pass the bible remind you to be blessed in all that you do you have been listening to revelation warning with pastor robert thibodeau and his guest expert on bible prophecy as it relates to current events this podcast is not designed to invoke fear, but concern. Help us to make everyone aware that the soon return of Jesus is close at hand by clicking the like, subscribe, and then share buttons below. Share this episode with your loved ones, friends, and coworkers. For more information on our ministry, please visit podcasterforchrist.com and be sure to come back next week for another episode of Revelation Warning.